All right. I have a very special guest joining me today. Calling her resume impressive would be an understatement. Her accolades run all the way back to high school where she was a McDonald's All-American, Parade All-American, Gatorade Player of the Year, and USA Basketball Gold Medalist. She attended University of Southern California from 08 to 2012, where she still holds multiple Trojan records. Afterwards, her professional career included time in the WNBA, China, and Argentina. She is now the owner of Legends Basketball Facility in Vancouver, Washington. She is a selection committee member for the McDonald's All-American and Naismith All-American, as well as an Adidas Basketball official partner. Over the 12 years, she has been traveling around the country and the world teaching and training athletes, but now she blesses us with some time to talk on the podcast. I would like to welcome to the Buckets Pod, Ashley Corral. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Hey, man. That was arguably the best intro I've ever heard. You know, I wow. I had to make I, sure that we uh, served you right. You know, your, man, your, your resume is insane. Man, I feel I'm, that, thanks for giving me those ups today. I feel it's going to be a good day today. Appreciate there there we go. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Absolutely. So um, something I'm trying to do with this podcast is kind of expose... The world of basketball outside of just playing, you know, the the opportunities to make life changing or, or generational money is uh, few and far between. But if people truly love the game, there's a lot of opportunities to make a career out of the sport. Sure. Um, so wanted to get you on to, to talk about your experiences, your time um, playing, but also afterwards with what you're doing and kind of get some insights from your journey. So first, tell me about basketball's role in your life and uh, and the journey to this point in your career. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, basketball's always just been a big part of my life. I started playing when I was young. Um, I grew up in Southern California, so I'd always play with my cousin. So I'd play a year up and play on a co-ed team, and then I'd play my own age the next year and just kind of go back and forth. And uh, we moved up to Washington, and playing here was a different kind of basketball. And um, I got on a really good program. I got in a really good program at that point. Um, And yeah, once we moved down here to Vancouver, I feel like the high school I went to made a really big impact on like the outcome of my career. Um, Prairie was just such a powerhouse at that point. And like my coach, I don't know, he just helped me understand a lot of things about basketball and like really taught me like the game at its most foundational levels. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that I take a lot of the things that I learned in like my middle school and high school times um, and using those a lot just with our younger kids and like instilling those like foundational values. Um, I feel like it's just a different type of basketball and we see so much, you know, highlights on Instagram and all these things of these kids doing this crazy stuff. But like, that's not what eight out of 10 kids are doing. So it's like, you know, like you have to understand basketball at a foundational sense. So I feel like my journey in middle school and high school really has kind of helped shape the way that we do things in my facility now. And then, you know, obviously going to college at SC, um, we went through so many different changes there within staffs and like, yeah, it was just kind of a wild time. Like SC is such a crazy place. Um, it's in Hollywood. Like our football team is big. Oh, it's yep. huge. Yep. Um, and so it's just like, there's so much going on there. And at that point there was just a lot of change going on within SC. Um, so that just taught me a lot about things, you know, like from more of a coaching perspective of how I want to be, you know, I had certain coaches that maybe I would like to emulate. And then I have certain coaches that maybe I wouldn't emulate just be based off those experiences. And like, I feel like that really helps shape like the kind of person and the kind of coach and like just trainer I am in the gym. Awesome. That's, that's great. Yeah. And there's always something you can take from, from various people, uh, whether it's negative or positive that helps you shape kind of who you become or, or who you, you want to, uh, show to, to those that you're teaching and coaching. Um, it sounds like you've had good examples on, on both sides of what's, you know, shaped you into what you're doing now, which is, which is great to see. Yeah, definitely. 
So tell me about what the sport of basketball means to you. And I know that's a really broad question. There's a lot of different ways you could take this, but under that, you know, general question, uh, what does basketball mean to you? Yeah, I feel like basketball for me is just, it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like so much has come from this sport. And like my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like you really spend, if you play, end up playing four years of college basketball or maybe beyond, like you really do spend such a significant amount of your life doing something. Yep. And then like for a lot of people that just all of a sudden one day stops, like you stop working out every single day, doing practices, you stop doing all the things that you used to do. And for some people, like lucky people, we still have basketball. Like I found a way to pass on things that I was taught to like a younger generation and maybe even just like for some of these kids help them, you know, with their goals and aspirations. Like I feel like to me, basketball is just such an opportunity. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, something you said there is there comes a point where the game kind of just stops um, for for a broad majority of people. Um fortunately the game of basketball teaches a lot of life lessons it's something that um, whether you realize it or not you're learning valuable skills through the sport that eventually later on in life you're able to put into practice and and work um you know in in whatever career path you take tell me yeah, about absolutely. some tell me about some skills or habits um that you developed because of the sport that you've served serve that you've seen serving your career in a positive impact yeah, um, I feel like one of the major things like my coaches were really good at um, growing up and in just high school, college, everything. They're really good at breaking things down and really like, you know, showing us an offense and then like really breaking down how to score out of it. Um, and I think now being able to use that and then transfer it to the level the player I'm working with, with the types of finishes we work on, the types of shots we work on, um, you know, being able to really break things down to its finest element and then really help a kid like learn a skill, mm -hmm. like not just doing general basic things, but like really focusing on what that person needs at that time. Yep. Um, I feel like, yeah, I just having such a foundational process when I was younger of really learning basketball has helped me, you know, with younger kids or kids who are less experienced because all those fundamental things like everybody needs to know. Right. Yep. Yep. But being able to transform those things and grow and adapt them into adjusting it to the player um, and giving them specifically what they need is something that I feel like um, just taking that skill and that habit and pushing that into like a new, a new area. Like that's something that we do really well here. So yeah. Yeah. I love programming. That. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Um, so your, your journey has been quite extensive as I, as I noted earlier, you know, a lot of, a lot of awards, a lot of accolades, um, time playing professional um, time at USC. Tell me, either one or a couple favorite basketball related memories of yours, whether it's a game or something that has to do with the sport otherwise. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I got a couple. Okay. Um, the McDonald's all American game was so cool. Um, like it was just such a crazy experience. Just like even back then, like it was nothing like it is now. Like the things that Adidas does with these kids now is so cool like mm -hmm. they are just yeah it's just a really it seems like a special experience but like even for our mcdonald's game like it was so special like i don't know it was just cool you're around the top 48 kids in the country you're like up oh, half of these guys are going to play in the nba soon yeah. like a lot of these girls here are probably going to play in the league have successful careers overseas like this is crazy um you like it's just such a rare opportunity to be in the same op the same presence of all these great players but like you're in the game so like for me, that was just really uh, it was almost just like a monumental experience because I feel like coming from this part of like the Northwest to mm -hmm. 
Um, there's just not a lot of McDonald's All Americans out of here as far as women. So at that point, I, I honestly I was two or three, maybe maybe three or four, but like in the first four of just like from Washington. Yeah. Um, and I mean I'm I'm a five eight. I'm not very assuming. Like I, it was just like one of those things where I feel like yeah, it was like kind of validating in a sense, but like you are, it's almost like an out of body experience. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I won the McDonald's, I won the three point contest. That was yep. pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that was obviously a huge, um, I, I think our team won. So like, that was even better. Like, yeah, it was just, it was fun playing with like Elena Deladon and you know, people like, it's like, that's crazy. Like she's a monster now. Like that's so cool. Um, yeah. So that was really awesome. Um, and then as a coach, uh, we won state at Prairie. My mom was the head coach and I was helping her out. We won state at Prairie a few years ago. And that mm-hmm. was like, I'd never won as a player. So I was actually, <laughs> I was actually the first class to go through Prairie and not win a state title. Wow. So every class had won a state title, like in his span of coaching. So I was the first four years to not win a state title. I was like, damn, that is so crazy. Like, what a, <laughs> like, that's probably, an, I talk about it a lot probably like one of my biggest like regrets in height like like not regret but like FOMO like I can't believe we didn't win state dude like we were nationally ranked one year like what are we doing um and so as a coach doing that it was such a crazy again just like out-of-body experience like people always say like oh everything has to line up like you have to have a little bit of luck here and there like you have to just will and find ways to win even when you really don't know if you're gonna win or not like you just kind of like know it's gonna happen and I was like oh okay whatever I was like, no way. People just like get hot, you know, like you just like, I don't know, whatever. It's just like an out of body thing. So when you're actually in it, it's like, oh my God, like how did we get that rebound? Or like, oh my God, she's never made that shot before. Just like crazy (laughs) things are like, oh my God, their best player is not playing well. Like this is insane. Um, And things just go your way and it bounces around. And like, I think our high school championship score was like in the thirties. Like it was low. Both teams did not play well, but we just like willed our way past them. And it was just so cool being on the other side of it because like, when you see like 10 to 15 individuals really like lock into what's going on, like special things really do happen like that. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's like a crazy, like both like really out of body experiences. Just like, can't believe this is happening, but this is really dope. That's so cool. Yeah. I, uh, I too was on a team that underachieved like that. Ugh. Um, in high school, we had a couple guys who went on to be McDonald's all Americans and somehow we didn't win the title, but um, being able to see that from the other side, I'm sure was a pretty awesome experience. Um, being a part of that from, from the bench. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm sure that was very rewarding, very full circle for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, who's someone within basketball who's left a mark on your life that you still, uh, consider someone who's really positively impacted you? Um, like on a personal level or like anybody, 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 um, Man, I mean, from a perspective of like how I train and like mm-hmm. how I program and stuff like that, um, Henry Barrera is a big one. He, um, I don't know if you know him. He's from the Portland area. He, yep. uh, yeah, works at Nike. He's at Alabama now. Crazy. Um, yeah, like just the way that his, like I worked with him in my last few years of uh, playing professionally and just like really learning how he did like planned our workouts and there was always like a purpose towards it and it was always I understood it uh like it was never like oh yeah we're just gonna do this random shit today and like whatever like it was like no like these are our blocks this is how we lift like this is what we're doing it for because you're not doing the same thing that I'm about to do with somebody at 4 p.m tonight like mm-hmm. it's really structured for you and just like understanding progressions um 
he like has really impacted the way that we program a lot of our stuff here. Um, and just like the constant attention to detail, like he's very detail oriented, obviously that's why he's super successful. Um, but like being super detail oriented in all aspects, like I just, he was a great example of what pro like being a professional in this industry looks like. So that's awesome. Yeah. Having that, having those influences, people that help you build your foundation of I mean, for you, the, the training that you're now doing with, with a lot of younger kids or, or the, the younger generation, um, I'm, I'm sure that was awesome to have that positive in, impact um, to help you build that. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's awesome. He's just, yeah, he's dialed. He's dialed. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, you're someone who works a lot with, uh, with younger individuals. What is something that you've learned or taken away from the game of basketball during your journey, whether it was playing, coaching, um, whatever it may be that you want to share with them or, or others that are, you know, coming up the next generation. Uh, yeah. So I feel like with the younger generation, again, it's just so hard because there's so much comparison now. Um, and like in the moment comparison. Mm-hmm. So like with us, like I had never seen Elena Deladon play until we played her my junior year in high school. Like, I had, I just knew of her. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe you see like something, but you, you're not seeing them every single day on your phone. So the constant comparison, like biggest thing for me that we really try to preach here is just like running your own race. Like if you really want to be good at basketball, it's just like being good at anything else. So we always compare it to school. Cause I feel like that's such a relatable category. Sure. How many hours a day do you spend in school? And they're like, Oh my God, eight. And you're like, okay, how many days a week? They're like five, that's 40 hours. And I was like, you, how many years do you do that for? They're like, at least 12. I'm like, okay, so that's a lot of hours. And it's just like, how many hours do you spend playing basketball a day? And they're like, uh, and like some of them, some of them, one, two. And you're like, okay, how many days a week? And they're like, uh, you know, two or three. I'm like, how many hours is that? And they're like, uh, like six. And I'm like, so you spent six hours of basketball. And some of you guys are lying. We know that. And they just <laughs> all laugh because they're like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Some weeks I don't spend any time playing basketball, right? But it's just like com- telling them like there is a way like people who love playing basketball and who are hoopers like will just find time to play basketball. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I wasn't in the gym with a trainer necessarily, but like I was just like outside messing around playing sports like with cousins and family and like my parents. So like it- it's not necessarily always like have to be so regimented. It's just more about like having fun and enjoying it and understanding that like if you want to be really good at something, you have to put time in. That's like not something that's foreign like that's an adulthood too like if you want to be really good at running a business you have to put time in. if you want to be really good at being a podcast host you have to put time in right Absolutely. so it's just like it doesn't just happen um and so just understanding that like you're gonna this is so cliche but like you're gonna get out of it what you put into it literally and if you don't want to do basketball at a high level like that and you really just want to experience it that is okay mm-hmm. like i have so many friends that played intramural basketball at sc and it it looked so fun like I bet it was cool to just go and play like fresh off the row you're like who cares like you're just having fun yep it's a totally different experience so like it's okay to do that too but like finding what you want to do and then just like attacking it every day like if you really want to be a division one basketball player okay like put the time in because it's not just going to happen but like if you just want to have a really good four years make it on varsity and be a part of something cool like you can have that experience too and not feel bad about it um, yeah, that's kind of what we like to instill in our kids here for sure. Yeah. You touched on something really huge there and it's the, the concept of 
social media and some of the influences that it has, you know, um, there's a lot of good things that come from social media and, and every, you know, visibility that it gives today, but also it puts a lot of kids in a situation where they're comparing themselves to, to others, especially in the world of, of sports, where you see highlights and, and mixtapes of various individuals throughout the day and you're scrolling through and you're looking at that and it's great exposure for those people. But if that's who you're trying to compare yourself to constantly and you're not worrying about yourself or how to get better yourself, um, you can really get swept up in that. And the same goes with life, right? Like if you're looking at successful companies or successful individuals in whatever field that you're working in and uh, not worrying about taking the time to actually invest in yourself and put in the work, then, you know, it can have a really negative impact on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, definitely. For sure. It's hard, man. Yeah. You just see stuff. I mean, we all get caught up in that even on a personal level, just like looking at other people in comparison and it's just a natural human thing. And so for kids, it's even harder. Like that stuff is in your face. You're not really emotionally ready to deal with that stuff. And it's just hard. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I understand why kids struggle with that stuff a little bit more than we did. Oh, absolutely. We just didn't see it as often. So yeah, it's just different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what is something about the sport or the industry of basketball that at this point in your career, in your life, you still are looking to learn or still wanting to, to gain from others. Yeah. Um, man, this is kind of a, like a random answer, I guess I'm going, I'm starting to build my own app out. Okay. And so I, I really like, there are some people in this industry that just like crush it, you know, um, like Drew Hanlon's app is dope and his is his yep. own app. Um, like he, like he does a really good job. Paul Fabritz does a really good job. DJ Sackman is like, there's just some people in this industry that just like crush it. Um, and I just feel like it's such a good way to, like, I travel all over the country to run, uh, Elite is Earn clinics. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I just, we touch eight to 10 cities a year and like, what a way to continue to work with kids in those pockets. Right. And like stay connected to those people. Um, so yeah, like, I just feel like they do such a good job at digital, everything um that that's something that we're, I, I feel like we do a really good job on social media and we do a really good job with our marketing and stuff but that's kind of our next uh venture that is coming is yeah trying to develop this app and just yeah like learn all the ins and outs of it like i feel like there's so many different ways you can go about it and that's yeah, kind yeah. of like an overwhelming thought sometimes but it's just literally taking what you do every day and putting it on digital so yeah there's just people out there that crush it so that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a branch off of, of what you guys are doing now, a new frontier. That's super cool to to know that you're getting into that. Very exciting. Yeah, for sure. So as someone who's really plugged into the game of basketball, you know, you're connected with brands and and, and athletes both. Um, you know, I think something we're, we're realizing more and more is that the female athlete, especially in basketball, is very underserved. Um, representation within the consumer group of basketball, as well as just individuals working within the sport, um, is, is super underrepresented. Um, mm -hmm. when we're talking about the next generation, what are opportunities that you see for the game or brands to really help expose female athletes, as well as make sure that representation is, is better had for, for females in the, in the sport? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it has gotten better. Like, I can't say that it's not even just from when I was in college, like mm -hmm. I feel like I see so much about so much more about women um, in all sports than I ever have. Um, but I feel like it's just continuing to like invest in it. Like we, every year, no matter what sport we're talking about, there are thousands, millions of more people watching these events. Like it really does. The more you get eyes on it, the more it can grow. Right. And so it's just like continuing to invest in these things. Like 
you know, just, yeah, like you have to give people an opportunity to see something if you really want it to grow. Like the, there are so many special women on different levels in all sports um, that are doing such great things. And it's just allowing and giving people like whatever, it's a crazy thought, but like whatever is put on social media is what we were going to see. So like if yeah, it's not yeah, being represented, like we're not going to see it. Um, so yeah, it's just really giving it an opportunity and really just continuing to invest in it. And yeah, companies understanding that like, people love to like see women doing things like it's not just like yeah like it's everybody likes to see that stuff like it's not just a certain type of person that you're marketing towards like there are so many different types of people and there are a lot of people that really like seeing women be successful so absolutely that's just, invest, just investing in that principle i guess yeah that's a great answer no i i think you're 100 right on that um so last question for you here uh something i preach heavily with with those around me is networking it's something that allows you to to open up opportunities for yourself in a career by utilizing the people you have and, and connecting with the right people. Um, so in the sake of that, this is something I like to ask. Who is someone that you would like to hear on this podcast in this format? Someone who uh, you think would have some great insights into basketball, the, the sport, the industry. Um, and then with whoever you choose here, uh, I'm going to lean on you to try to get them onto the podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, honestly, have you have you talked to Henry Barrera or do you have him coming up? Anytime? I haven't. No. Okay, he would just be a good like. I'm telling you, like he just he'll blow your mind. Like just like the things he talks about and the way that he, you just know that he knows what he's talking about. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like he's just a dialed individual on all levels. Um, and just hearing about his journey would be cool too. Like just being at Nike and like just not even like before Nike, like just all of the reason why his first company was named hoop diaries like just like all these things about him that are very cool and like yeah he's just he it's a different path in sport that i feel like sometimes you know there's a lot of people that are in that industry kind of like basketball training yep but he is a professional in that industry like he's really on all levels as well so yeah i hope you link up with henry let's awesome that'd be great yeah, it'd yeah. Be great to get henry on the podcast appreciate yeah, let's that do it. cool all right ashley well hey i really appreciate you hopping on the podcast it's great to talk to you uh, really appreciate you sharing some insights. Um, congratulations with all the success you've had to this point, everything you have going on. Best of luck with everything moving forward. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Buckets Pod. Tune in next week for another great interview. If you like what you heard, follow the podcast on Spotify and leave a review for the episode.